0: Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom, the podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is part of a series we call Poet's Corner. Today's feature is from Book 6 of Milton's Paradise Lost. Podcast 168 is entitled, The War in Heaven, Part 1, Introduction
1: some critics are astonished that milton inspired by only a few verses from genesis was able to write paradise lost strictly speaking that is too narrow a view of the scope of paradise lost i want to continue to keep at the forefront milton's stated theme
0: of man's first disobedience and the fruit of that forbidden tree whose mortal taste brought death into the world and all our woe with loss of eden Tell one greater man restore us, and regain the blissful seed. Sing, heavenly muse, that on the secret top of Oreb or of Sinai did inspire that shepherd who first taught the chosen seed in the beginning how the heavens and earth rose out of chaos. Or if Zion's hill delight thee more, and Shiloh's brook that flowed fast by the oracle of God, I thence invoke thy aid to my adventurous song that with no middle flight intends to soar above the Aeonian mount, while it pursues things unattempted yet in prose or rhyme. And chiefly thou, O Spirit, that doth prefer before all temples the upright heart and pure, instruct me, for thou knowest thou from the first was present, and with mighty wings outspread dove-like saddest brooding on the vast abyss and madest it pregnant. What in me is dark, illumine, what is low, raise and support, that to the height of this great argument I may assert eternal providence and justify the ways of God to men.
1: Look again at the words of Milton. His theme is clearly to justify the ways of God to men. However, in his introduction, in just a few lines, he makes the following assertions. Man's first disobedience. The fruit of that forbidden tree whose mortal taste brought death into the world. Loss of Eden. Till one greater man restore us and regain the blissful seat. The scope is far broader than the verses in Genesis. In Paradise Lost, Milton covers the history of the Holy Bible, beginning with Genesis and ending with the book of Revelation. Unquestionably, Milton was a premier scholar, one of the most educated men of his time, and this is during the Renaissance. If I were dividing the book according to historical, literary, and biblical allusions, I would guess that a quarter can be attributed to historical and literary allusions, half to biblical allusions, and a quarter to Milton's own genius and poetic inspiration. The Holy Bible dominates Paradise Lost in many and sometimes subtle ways. Biblical allusions are the fabric that holds everything together, It would be eye-opening to go through Paradise Lost and mark every biblical allusion with a specific reference from the Holy Bible itself. Milton was blind when writing Paradise Lost. One can only assume Milton had virtually memorized the Bible. In return, Milton assumes a broad understanding of the Bible from his readers. Let me just give a brief example, which is just one of the hundreds of assumptions Milton makes about his readers. Book 6, for example, covers only three days. That is how long the war in heaven lasts in Paradise Lost. The problem, of course, is that from our perspective, we assume three 24 hour periods when, in fact, in Milton's war, three days measured in biblical times, which means the war in heaven lasted 3,000 years. In Book 4, Milton refers to the length of the war three times, speaking of days
0: 1. And if one day, why not eternal days? 2. Two days, as we compute the days of heaven. Three, two days are therefore past. The third is thine, for thee I have ordained it, and thus far have suffered, that the glory may be thine of ending this great war, since none but thou can end it.
1: What does Milton mean by eternal days, or the days of heaven? We look to the Apostle Peter in the New Testament for the answer.
0: But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Second Peter three eight.
1: But there are other allusions to the thousand-year day in the Bible. In Genesis we read,
0: But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Genesis 2.17
1: After Adam ate the fruit, he lived over nine hundred years, just a few years short of a thousand, thus fulfilling the prophecy, In the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die.
0: And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were eight hundred years, and he begat sons and daughters. Genesis 5, 4.
1: Adam was one hundred and thirty years old when Seth was born.
0: And Adam lived a hundred and thirty years, and begat a son in his own likeness, after his image, and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam, after he had begotten Seth, were eight hundred years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were nine hundred and thirty years, and he died.
1: There are other allusions, but that is sufficient. The point is that Paradise Lost is filled with biblical allusions that cover the entire Holy Bible. But what is more, Book 6, though it purports to cover only the war in heaven, is actually symbolic of the war on earth that is continued by Satan.
0: And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and it cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. And there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought, and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent, called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcome him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea! For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. Revelation 12, 13
1: A close reading of Paradise Lost revealed that many of the images above are woven into the epic poem. But Book 6 also is an allusion to not only the war in heaven, but the Battle of Armageddon prior to the second coming of the Messiah, and the Battle of Gog and Magog prior to the end of the world. In other words, Paradise Lost covers the entire scope of man, from the premortal existence to death and the resurrection, from the creation of the world to the destruction of the world, from Paradise Lost to Paradise Regained. The hero of Paradise Lost is not Satan, as some suppose. It is Jesus Christ, which is clearly shown in Book 6. That leads to some interesting observations. What role did Milton play in determining the future direction of the Protestant Reformation? The Protestant Reformation, of course, began almost 150 years earlier. It began in 1517 when Martin Luther tacked his 95 Theses to the church door in Wittenberg, criticizing the doctrines and practices of the Catholic Church. It ended in 1648 with the Treaty of Westphalia, which concluded the Thirty Years' War and ending the dispute between Catholics and Protestants. The dates are disputed, and definite lines are hard to draw. Milton, more aligned with the Puritans, came a little later. He was born in 1608, 40 years before the Protestant Reformation ended, and died in 1674. He wrote Paradise Lost in 1664, 16 years after the Treaty of Westphalia. Still Milton was a free thinker before Paradise Lost Milton wrote many pamphlets that put him at odds with the established church and with the government he did not rely upon others to tell him what the holy book said and he influenced religious thought for hundreds of years and who knows what influence other world authors had on religious thought such as William Shakespeare 1564 to 1616 Dante 1265 to 1321 Chaucer thirteen forty to fourteen hundred, Edmund Spencer fifteen fifty two to fifteen ninety nine, Christopher Marlowe fifteen sixty four to fifteen ninety three. Many popes occupied Dante's hell, and Chaucer heavily criticized the practices of the Catholic Church in the Canterbury Tales. They were all independent thinkers, but I suppose that nothing on the scale of the Protestant Reformation could be very simple. But let's focus on Milton's interpretation of the Bible. In Book 6, the battle is divided into two parts. During the first 2,000 years, the war is led by Michael and Gabriel. The armies of Michael and Gabriel are equal to the armies of Satan, but only somewhat superior, because Satan's army is weakened by sin. The Father said,
0: Equal in their creation they were formed, save what sin hath impaired.
1: That poses an enormous problem. In Milton's view, the battle never would have ended except for the intervention of Christ. God himself said,
0: Whence in perpetual fight, they needs must last endless, and no solution will be found.
1: The spirits on both sides were immortal. They could not die, no matter how wounded they were, no matter how much pain was inflicted. Their wounds immediately healed, and they regrouped.
0: Yet soon he healed, for spirits that lived throughout vital in every part. Not as frail man in entrails, heart of head, liver, or reins, cannot but by annihilating die, nor in their liquid texture mortal wound receive, no more than can the fluid air. All heart they live, all head, all eye, all ear, all intellect, all sense, and as they please they limb themselves, and color, shape, or size assume, as likes them best condense or rare
1: such a battle could continue forever had not christ finally intervened in the following i shall just present the highlights of the first two days of battle on the first day michael is the victor christ gives instructions to michael
0: go michael of celestial armies prince and thou in military prowess next gabriel lead forth to battle these my son's invincible Lead forth my armed saints by thousands and by millions, ranged for fight equal in number to the godless crew rebellious, them with fire and hostile arms fearless assault, and to the brow of heaven pursuing, drive them out from God and bliss into their place of punishment, the gulf of Tartarus, which ready opens wide his fiery chaos to receive their fall.
1: We must remember that Satan has recruited a third part of the host of heaven. Satan calls them
0: a third part of the gods in synod met, their deities to assert, who, while they feel vigor divine within them, can allow omnipotence to none.
1: His army is innumerable. Before the rebellion, Satan was the premier leader, probably close to Christ himself. In fact, when he is away from the other devils, in Book 4, Satan ponders his situation.
0: In that bright eminence, and with his good upbraided none, nor was his service hard, what could be less than to afford him praise the easiest recompense, and pay him thanks? How do? Yet all his good proved ill in me, and wrought but malice, lifted up so high I disdained subjugation, and thought one step higher would set me highest and in a moment quit the debt immense of endless gratitude. So burdensome, still paying, still to owe. Forget what from him I still received, and understand not that a grateful mind by owing owes not, but still pays at once indebted and discharged. What burden, then? Oh, had his power destiny ordained me some inferior angel, I had stood then happy, no unbounded hope and raised ambition. Yet why not some other power, as great might have aspired, and me, though mean, drawn to his part? But other powers as great fell not, but stand unshaken, for within or from without, to all temptation armed. Hast thou the same free will and power to stand? Thou hast whom hast thou then, or what to accuse, but heaven's free love dealt equally to all? Be then his love accursed, since love or hate to me alike it deals eternal woe.
1: Satan blames his ambition on God for exalting him so high. Quote, oh, had his powerful destiny obtained me some inferior angel, I had stood then happy. No unbounded hope had raised ambition. Unquote. Neither Satan nor his followers ever take personal responsibility for their fall. Satan and the other devils are self-deceived. Milton analyzes the mind of Satan and shows the subtle ways he tempts man. The purpose of Paradise Lost is to show that Satan, not God, is the source of all misery, that we have free will and may choose to follow Satan or Christ. In the next podcast on Milton, we shall continue the war in heaven.
0: Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.
1: In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.